0: La la la. Oh, look, it's
1: recording.
2: Yeah, sorry, right. I can cut out stuff in the beginning, like the chewing noises. And there's your ASMR episode.
0: This is ASMR. <sighs> Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast. It's a podcast with adult ingredients, just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and wondering how the fuck that happened. Thanks for joining us on the PodFix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. Um, So tonight's
2: episode is a cocktail episode. What? What? Uh, We'll tell you all about that in a minute. However, first, I want Ms. Jillian to talk a little bit about our cocktail, because she's literally the mixology expert. More on that later, too. That's true.
0: Um, So... Tonight's drink is called the Sazerac. Sazerac. It kind of sounds like a Pokemon character, but it's not. Um, Actually, the Sazerac is kind of like an old-fashioned, but it's actually considered one of the, if not the, original American cocktail. It's been around um, since maybe as early as 1838. (coughs) I'm sorry, part of it went down my windpipe.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Once you hear the ingredients, you'll you know why that hurts. your arms above your head. Put your arms above your head.
0: Arms above your head. <coughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh,
2: keep them up. burns.
0: Keep them up. It burns. All right, there you go. Keep them up.
2: Okay. All right.
0: So the Sazerac has been around since maybe as early as 1838, but it was trademarked in 1900 by the Sazerac Company. And it is actually the official cocktail of New Orleans since, like, 2008. And it was actually invented in New Orleans. In its current incarnation, it's basically booze, bitters, and sugar water, which kind of is like an old-fashioned, so I totally dig it. <laughs> it's got a little bit of extra. Now, originally, Sazeracs were made with Sazerac de Forge et Fee, which is a French brandy. And some mixologists and bartenders either include the brandy or the cognac in theirs as sort of a nod to tradition. But they also, all the original ones contain Peixot's Bitters. And I guess it's pronounced Peixot's. I don't know for sure. That's how I would say it. Works for me. Well, I mean, that's how I do say it, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, it's bright red, but it has flavors of like gentian and anise And it was invented in New Orleans by Antoine Peychaud. Peychaud. Could be Peychaud. Anyway, (laughs) add a little bit of sugar, a little bit of absinthe, and now you have a Sazerac. So Mm. at some point they replaced the French brandy with the American rye whiskey because fucking rye whiskey is the best shit ever. Oh. Yeah. Yes. But if you do use like brandy or cognac, which are distilled from grapes, you get a Sazerac that's a little bit more fruity, a little bit more floral. And so it's a different thing than the rye-based versions, which kind of have that spicy flavor. But the main part about Sazerac is the preparation, which basically has two chilled old-fashioned glasses. And in one, you build the Sazerac. Other than the absinthe, and the other, you take the absinthe, you wash it through, you put a few drops of the absinthe, like a little bit of the absinthe, you swish it around, and then dump it out. So it's like an absinthe wash. And then after you build the sazerac with the what, whichever booze you decide to use, plus the like a sugar cube and water, or if you want to use a simple syrup because it's easier, you can do that. Um, and then it's got like a lemon twist, um, dump that all into that second glass that had the, you mix it all in the first glass and then dump it in the second glass. Some people use ice. Some people don't use ice. Um, it's kind of up to you. There's different recipes for different things. What do you think about this? Okay.
2: Well, first I'm all excited because I accidentally did this the way you described. Look at Um, you. I know, because I mixed everything in the first glass. I, I did research enough to know that um, some people are saying you take the sugar cubes and you muddle the pashas in the sugar cube before you put the rye in and all that stuff. So I actually did that, and I used a bar glass to do that in, but I used a separate glass to do the absence r- rinse, which I did text you to see if I was understanding what that meant, right? I did. Yeah, we did. But I actually mixed it in the two glasses. But I, I didn't have sugar cubes, but I had sugar. And I sat there and I actually muddled it. And then I poured in um, the rye and then I stirred it around. And then I put it in my cool little um, thing for to put in the fridge for later. Cocktail shaker. My cocktail shaker. Thank you. I've, words are hard. Um, but it does taste a lot like... I mean, you're right. It is a lot like an old-fashioned. Um, I did... Usually, my go-to rise angels envy, but given uh, I couldn't, I couldn't comprehend that mixing well with the absence rinse. Agreed, rinse. Said- <laughs> <laughs> absence rinse Absence. So I had,
1: <laughs> I, had a, I had yeah,
2: a, had <laughs> I had a list for a really long time. I still struggle. The struggle is real. Um, absinthe rinse. Absinthe rinse. Look at you. Oh, wow. if I just slowed down and think about it, I'd do so much better. Um, so I, I used, uh, I looked to see what other rye I had on hand because I didn't feel like leaving the house today. <laughs> it's, Agreed. It's not my preferred mode. So um, I had some Rittenhouse rye. Oh, Nice. So I thought, well, that's good. I guess the Angel's Envy is the most delicious rye on the face of the universe, but it was too brown sugary.
0: I agree with that. This needs to be a, a more dry and spicy rye. Yeah. I was going to use a Sazerac rye because Sazerac Liquor Company actually has started making, like, I'm sure they started back in, like, the forever ago, <laughs> making a rye. And I went to Rexy's house today. But... She said I could take it, and then I forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'll grab that on my way out, and then I didn't. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Um, I ended up using a, a Mictor's rye, and it was really nice with this, and I like it a lot because that's a nice spicy rye. It's got that really sort of um, – it's not as sweet, but it's got that good spice, and that, that really um, – I want to see it like tickles the face of your tongue, like the very front of your tongue in some ways. Ah, nice. I, I almost
2: get some pepper in the Rittenhouse, which um, gets That's me. Or
0: that works really well with it.
2: Yeah, it does. That or it could be the feeling of the fire going down my, my trachea instead of my esophagus and just setting that off could my.
0: Be a thing too because the choking yeah. thing.
2: Yeah, so that could be it, but. Um, But I, I like this. I think it's it's pretty neat. It's outside of my typical wheelhouse.
0: I agree. But it's good. I mean, an Old Fashioned is pretty much my favorite drink. And this is basically the skeleton of an Old Fashioned with a little bit of extra
2: oomph. Yeah. Well, I was talking to John the Brit about it before we were recording. He said, what do you have? And I told him, and he goes oh, what's that like? And I'm like, well, it's something I may not like because it's got absinthe in it and I'm not, that tastes like licorice. And I'm not the big licorice
0: fan. He's like, ooh, you hate licorice. I'm like, yeah, but this works. I don't mind a tiny bit of absinthe in something. Like, I don't love the idea of just like drinking absinthe by itself. Rexy, on the other hand, will do like the full-on absinthe experience where you just like, get the absinthe and they do the sugar with the drip of the water and it like mixes up it's not really my jam Mm. but you know it's okay it's fun to have as an experience
2: yeah yeah you got to do it once in your life once in a while yeah yeah but you know as far as an absinthe experience i like the vegas show absinthe agreed it was a good show yes Anyway, so I want to back up a little bit. This is the official drink of New Orleans. It's not the hurricane?
0: No, it's not. This was officially declared the official drink of New Orleans back in 2008. Wow. I'm kind of I, I think it's more of a city council thing than a like, than like a tourist thing. Okay. Cuz
2: I I don't know. I hear New Orleans, I think hurricane
0: I actually thought that myself as I was looking this up. But no, this is like 100% official Hmm. because it was invented there. And I feel like the hurricane was invented someplace else. Oh, was
2: it? Well, maybe we should look that up since it's totally on topic today. Agreed.
0: While you're looking that up, I want to talk a little bit about what mixology is. So we've talked a lot about like me being a mixologist. I mean, I think I don't know. We've talked a lot about it, like extensively, but people talk about that, and and you see that on menus sometimes. Like this was created by our in-house mixologist. Like it's a like it's kind of a big deal, and so a lot of people don't know what mixology is, and basically it's the study of like the chemistry and the preparation and invention of cocktails or, or of drinks. And I was reading on Vine Pair today that the term has been around since like the nineteenth century, but recently it's kind of experienced a revival where these kind of renaissance bartenders who are caring enough about handcrafting ingredients and experimenting with them. Um kind of creating artful cocktails starting to eliminate like the prefab things like bottled sweet and sour or um bottled i don't know uh simple syrup and creating their own simple syrups or their own sweet and sour because they can add different ingredients to it that taste differently or have extra flavors or or use different ingredients so they're kind of um, creating new flavor profiles from scratch and it and it it influences the way we drink in bars and I mean yeah that means stuff that can be pricier but it also creates a standard for like spirits and cocktail culture and so even if you're not into like shishi cocktails and stuff like that what you get if you're not into that sort of thing you get um, a better selection. You get a better selection of whiskey for your old fashions, or a better selection of gin for your gin and tonic. Because people are looking for more creative opportunities to have new flavors added to their cocktails.
2: And I'm a lead. I'm an elitist bitch. So that yeah, so totally better. speaks
0: to my heart. Absolutely. It's and so cool. here's another thing. Mm-hmm. All mixologists are bartenders, but not all bartenders are mixologists. And it doesn't mean that bartenders are, are like, bartenders are no good. That's not it at all. I mean, great bartenders take a huge amount of pride in making, like, beautiful, well-crafted drinks, quickly, efficiently taking care of a bar full of guests. They tell tales. They monitor sports scores. They fill the drink orders for the wait staff. And they would never... Want to serve an inferior drink, but they would possibly not create their own drinks. That's what the bartenders don't do. They fulfill what the mixologist does. The bartenders focused on their guests. They make their guests feel welcome and entertained. They're kind of the friend, the companion, and they're you know, if you think about like the Billy Joel song, like "Sing Us a Song," y'all, the piano man, like the John at the bar is a friend of mine. Well, John was a total bartender. He's a friend. He's the guy that's like hanging out with you, that's telling you what you should do with your life, that's giving you advice, that's telling you about his life. You know that guy. That's the bartender. I takes like, care of you. I like that. I like that. So then, like, the difference between that and a mixologist, though, is, like, a mixologist is somebody who has, like, complete passion for the art of drink making. And they learn not just how every individual cocktail is made, but why it's made that way or garnished, which the, garnished with this particular thing. Mixed using this particular technique, why you would build a particular drink in the glass, why you would build a? why you would have one in one of those mixing glasses that you stir, why you would shake some cocktails. So all of that is part of the mixology as opposed to just being our bartender. Um, there's a, a wonderful group called abarabove.com, a bar dot com bar above is where I got my mixology certificate, and they're fantastic. Um, And the way they define it is they say that a mixologist designs cocktails that are like seasonal or aligned with the style of the establishment. They prepare in-house made syrups, tinctures, bitters, or other ingredients that a bartender is going to need for the service. They select ingredients behind the bar that are high quality and aligned with the bar or restaurant. And then they do most of their work before the guests arrive, as opposed to the bartender who does their work while the guests are there.
2: Uh, oh, oh! so like that one really bougie bar we were at in Vegas where they even had ice cubes that were lasered with the initial of the bar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. And I love that you are a certified I want to call it cock tricks instead of
0: <laughs> well that's an actual term that people oh. use but I admit I have yet to get my total certification because I have the last step to complete in my certification course
2: oh.
0: well I um weeks, I cannot
2: wait I
0: want to celebrate with you and yay it'll be awesome I'm planning on getting that in the next couple of weeks though I have it ready to go. Like I have to just fill out the forms and and um, like I know the cocktail that I'm using to submit and all of that. So once I get it done, I'm going to post that shit on our website. Nice. Awesome.
2: I can't wait. That's so exciting. Now, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I experimented with making my own bitters. I, I know you did. How did that go? It came out pretty well. I I'm still using them in some of my um, evening drinks from time to time, especially since I was on vacation last week. I made myself a few drinks with my bitters, and it was like, I made this. So, I'm now going to attempt to make my own grenadine.
0: I thought you were going to do that this weekend.
2: Um, yeah, I just, I'm just i lazy ass, and I didn't get around to it.
0: All right, cool enough. So I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to shame you for it, because I did, like, nothing important. <laughs> This weekend, especially related to
1: this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, we're actually out of sugar because of Thanksgiving, so I didn't even make simple syrup this weekend. Although, I still had some left over. I did make a beautiful spiced pear simple syrup right before Thanksgiving. Because Rexy sent me a recipe that was a spiced pear. Um, it It was pretty freaking good. And then... As all mixologists do, I took that recipe and I modified it mm-hmm. and I added some um, pear juice to it and made it just like I thought that much better. And by the time I was done with it, I was like, oh, my God, this is so
1: good.
0: <laughs> so that was amazing. Go I you! it a lot. Awesome.
2: Now, I made my own cocktail last week too because there was some apple cider, and I'm I'm an apple fiend. Oh, I you are! Remind me to tell you about the pancakes and the apple fritters. I'm gonna make a note. Okay. Uh, but um,
0: I it bought seems some. Like it's not related at all.
2: No, not really. But that's so how my mind there works. there in them? No, but there's apples. Apple apples and one of them Not those. no but um so we got apple cider but that's what made me think of it the apple cider I do you like apple cider so i found i decided to experiment a little bit and i i think of things in terms of there are very few things i could do well cooking wise but i that's can make true. <laughs> y'all but i can i can bake i can make muffins which is baking i know and I'm really good at pancakes, and I don't break eggs when I flip them. So, Well, that's good news. So I have some innate talents in the kitchen, just not that many. Okay. Good you. But. Thank you. Um, so I think about what makes a good apple pie. And when I got this apple cider, I'm like, I bet I could make a really good cocktail with this. I'm going to try. And I thought, what makes a good apple pie? some cinnamon a whole you know get some mulling spices mm-hmm. um i even add a little apple cider vinegar to the crust to get the flake going on um so, so you made a shrub i didn't make a shrub i just was thinking about stuff like that i'm like what can i do i don't want apple cider vinegar in here so i went and some apple cider i'm gonna get some bourbon and i had some jefferson's ocean Can't so in there I don't know, and I had some syrup with mulling spices, and I'm like, but when you do the apple pie filling, you can't just do the syrups and everything, you need something to bring out the sweetness of the apple, you add a little lemon juice, so I added the lemon juice, and then I topped it with a little bit of ginger ale, because ginger, and I wanted some fizzy, and I wanted to thin out, because it just seemed thick,
0: and holy fuck, I drank that all week, it was so good. That sounds amazing. Um, the one that Rexy sent me, let me see if I can find it. Uh, it's a, It's called the Spice Pear Bourbon Sparkler. Ooh. the original recipe was basically a spice pear simple syrup that was made with, um, let's see, pears and um, a little bit of ginger and some cinnamon sticks and some cloves. And you let that simmer and then you mix it with the sugar. So you make the simple syrup out of that Mm. um which actually had a really nice like an actually strong-ish pear flavor which is hard to do because pears are so subtle yeah um and then you mix that with bourbon and lemon juice and then you top it with prosecco so (sighs) girl you can't go wrong with that Oh, my gosh, that sounds beautiful. So what I did when I created my own cocktail is I modified this. I did the pear syrup, the bourbon, the lemon juice. And instead of Prosecco, I added ginger beer and pear juice, like pear nectar.
2: Mm.
0: Lovely. It was so lovely. Oh, my God, that was so good. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it was really delicious.
2: By the way. I do want to circle back on the whole hurricane thing real quick. Yes. Do so tell. hurricanes, it appears, were actually first invented at Pat O'Brien's in New Orleans. That's in New Orleans. I was going to say. But not until the 1940s. Yeah. So, so
0: maybe this got it because it was like older.
2: Yeah, like 100
0: years older. It was like
2: more New more New Orleansy. Yeah. It had to it, It's. It had the foothold in long before. That's what I'm guessing.
0: I want to bring us to like talking about different kinds of cocktails and, and like crazy cocktails and amazing cocktails and that sort of thing. And we talked about this a little bit. And so I wanted to say like when we first talked about doing this, we said, let's talk about like the most expensive drink and the weirdest drinks and all of that stuff. So the first one that I found was the most expensive drink, and it was called Diamonds or Forever, and it is, um, one thousand three hundred and forty-seven dollars <laughs> for one cocktail. That's a, that's adorable. I know, right? That's but, so um. I won the lottery. I wouldn't be able to spend that kind of money on a cocktail. It has some sort of special champagne cognac. It's called Le Hero Grand Champagne Cognac. It's got Luxor 24-karat gold flake champagne. It's got a little bit of Bitter Truth Jerry Thomas bitters. But here's the catch. It's served in a Swarovski crystal cocktail glass and the stem is full of actual diamonds that the guest gets to keep. No. But okay, so this ain't gold Yeah, it's not gold But here's the thing: for $1,347, and the stem is full of diamonds. I'm like, those aren't very big diamonds. Yeah. <laughs> like he must not love you that much.
2: <laughs> and I know that's
0: a shitty thing to say, but come on, man. <laughs> Motherfucking cheapskate. Now, I know you saw one that was like one of the grossest ones.
2: Yes. And this is, I've heard about this in so many different places. And it's so disgusting. Yeah, I got to say I do it because I'm a weird ass. It's
0: called the sour toe. I have heard about this. Mm -hmm. This is gross AF.
2: I know, it's so there's a hotel in Dawson City, Yukon, the downtown hotel.
0: Like up in Canada.
2: Yeah, and I don't know that it can be necessarily strictly called a cocktail, but there is an amputated fucking big toe that I think it's like... In- what
0: the actual fuck? <laughs> I know.
2: It's like, it, I think... There's like a thing you pour the drink. I think someone accidentally swallowed it once by accident. And they're like, <laughs> you know, I have to, you know, you'll I think have I to. I saw
0: another one of these. It was also in like Australia. So maybe there's multiples of this, which makes me go, what the fuck is wrong with the world? Well, you know, there's different things
2: to pickling, but um, the only other ingredient you need is like an ounce or so of whatever alcohol you want and the toe. And you drink it, and the toe has to touch your lips when you drink it. No, that, that just it just freaking kills me. So yeah, it's like they're like, let it touch your lips, and it's yeah, it's weird. It reminds me of those candies you get that had like they're like called tequila pops or something that had a worm Um, in them. Worms in them. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I found a few that were so freaking gross. Um, one that's sort of related to that is called baby mice wine.
2: Oh no.
0: Yes. That no. Horrifying. This is actually a health tonic in Chinese and Korean cultures. Baby mice are taken shortly after birth and dropped alive into a jug of rice wine and left to ferment. And then you drink the wine and eat the mice. Yes, okay. that's a real thing.
2: Mm, you know, no, I'm I'm all catch and release when it comes to mice.
0: Yeah. I, no. I can't do it. There's also, there's also, and <gasps> I know you know what I'm going to say.
1: Okay.
0: Is liqueur? No,
2: but oh no, shit, no. No, I just, I saw something else that was on another list I've seen that I always meant to tell you about and forgot about. So, and I'll, three penis liqueur, then we'll come back to my okay. shock and awe.
0: So, the three penis liqueur is, <laughs> so, when you talk about drinking hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> To use Basically, that this has people. three kinds of penises it has a seal penis, a deer penis, and a dog penis in it. And it's supposed to cre- increase potency and virility. And motherfucker, no thank you. Mm, no, no. It's, it's a thing in China and nope. No, nope. no. Nope. I would like to call it the nope wine. <laughs> there you go. Oh, and I'm wearing a nope shirt today. Appropriate. I have a nope shirt myself. I'm not wearing it today. I wore it yesterday and it mine says nope, nope, nope. So <laughs> I win. Because I have you, three nopes to your one.
2: Uh yeah, I know. But mine's in all caps and very large letters. Same. Okay, fine. Right, so, go ahead.
0: What is your thing that made you smack your face?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna need the nope 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 shirt for this. I remember I actually ran across this recipe a couple weeks ago because I was trying to look up like, okay, I like Halloween and April Fool's Day, you know, and Christmas and Easter too. But Halloween and April Fool's Day were huge holidays in my family. Um, And I was like, oh, I got a pre-plan for the April Fool's Day episode. Um, And I was looking up worst shots ever. And I ran across this and went, "Holy shit, that's vile, vile!" It's called the smoker's cough.
0: I have seen that; it is disgusting. And believe it or not, there are multiple things that can are be they? main grody ingredient in that. I've, I the main one I've heard about
2: is the Jägermeister and mayonnaise. And
0: that's <laughs> fucking gross
2: it's vile yet there is not much more perfection epitomization of the term smokers cough in the form of a cocktail
0: than jaeger and mayo there's another one called the tapeworm shot oh vodka and tabasco sauce and mayonnaise so squeeze the mayonnaise like As you're creating shots, as a mixologist, as you're creating a shot, if you have to think, let's squeeze the mayonnaise bottle, that's quite possibly the grossest phrase ever.
2: Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Another bad cocktail, though. And I... I seem to remember seeing this in the same article where I found Smoker's Cough and damn, I wish I remembered more about why I was looking all this up. Cause I know it wasn't limited to April Fool's day, but there's one called horse chiz. Oh, <gasps> you remember, <laughs> you remember Laverne and Shirley when Laverne drank milk and Pepsi? Yes.
0: Try milk and beer. <laughs> That's horse
2: chiz. <jizz>. Well,
0: <laughs> you know how I feel about beer anyway. I do love milk. But no, especially like there's actually a pizza beer. So this <laughs> Chicago brewery that has a pizza beer. It so what be if you make a pizza beer with the milk and made like pizza horse jizz? <laughs> that would be so gross. Oh no. Now here's one that I wondered about for you. because oh, no. How much you love gin. Uh huh. What are you going to do to me? So here's one called the prairie chicken. You're from the country. This mm-hmm. is perfect for you. It's gin, raw egg yolk, and salt and pepper. I know I don't break the yolk, but
2: no. No. No 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 no. Raw egg and salmonella plus growing up <laughs> growing up on a farm. When sometimes those eggs would be fertilized and you break them open in the pan and just, I was, nope, nope,
0: nope, nope. All over. There's another, like, since we're talking about gross ones, let's do the gross ones and then we'll go to the amazing ones, okay? Okay, sounds good. So, there was one I saw that grossed me out so bad I could hardly even stand it. Okay. And it's... Like, I don't even know if I'll be able to say it. <laughs> this is called the infected white headshot. <laughs> I like that you almost spit that out your nose. That really made me happy. Mm-hmm. It's already so, getting have my trachea. I don't want to fuck with this yes, rye in my breathing yes, anymore. Yes, exactly right. So basically, this is mm-hmm. vodka and a little bit of Bloody Mary mix and a spoonful of cottage cheese. And you put that all in a shot glass and swirl it around and just do your best not to puke your face off. I will say
2: I could see the Bloody Mary mix and cottage cheese. Fuck no. Did you never mix ketchup with cottage cheese when you were a kid? First of
0: all, no, because... Fuck no. It what the t- fuck? <laughs> oh, gosh. <gasps> you know, seriously, it tasted like
2: cheese cheese when you mixed tomato. No. Tomato. No. What the fuck? It's the good. The actual fuck is wrong with you. Have you never tried tomatoes and cottage cheese? No,
0: I haven't. That's disgusting. No, I shit you Pretty not. It's much good. Anything with cottage cheese is disgusting because God. cottage cheese is disgusting no it's beautiful fuck no curds fuck no i love cheese (laughs) i am like a cheese fanatic and cottage cheese is motherfucking disgusting uh cottage cheese and ketchup is good oh my god no do you eat lasagna making skeddy
2: do you eat lasagna Yes. Okay, so ricotta and tomato sauce is just one step away from cottage no. cheese and ketchup.
0: No, it is not. No, we do not put cottage cheese in lasagna because that is motherfucking disgusting. But to put ricotta in, ricotta is ground up. I don't because that's gross. <laughs> most people do. Lasagna.
2: And it's just finely ground to cottage cheese. Fucking nope. Okay well
0: get out of your ivory tower woman cheese and ketchup is one of the grossest things i've ever heard you might as well be eating that whitehead ketchup thing that i just said
2: you know what i might just do that and add vodka to it just to
0: thwart you if you do that and film yourself i will give you one hundred dollars
2: Okay. Excuse me while I make a note to self, and I will film it and put it on our on our YouTube channel.
0: Okay. Whitehead shot. Okay. It is. Y'all hear this? This <laughs> is vodka, Bloody Mary mix, and a spoonful of cottage cheese. This is the most disgusting looking thing I've ever seen, and. This bitch is going to do it. That sounds like the grossest thing ever, and I will give you $100. I'm about to
2: earn the easiest fucking $100 of my life.
0: That's the grossest
2: fucking thing I've ever heard of. Oh, grosser than an amputated toe. Just saying. Or grosser than snake bile wine.
0: What is snake bile wine?
2: (laughs) Get yourself a live cobra, right? You have one of those in your backyard, I'm assuming. Sure, I've
0: got tons of those.
2: Sure, cut him open. Okay. Take out his gallbladder. Gross. And extract this sweet, sweet bile. That and sounds horrible. Then mix it with um, rice wine and serve to anyone you want to tell the fuck off, <laughs> I'm assuming, because even I can't go that far. I feel like this is like
0: one step away from... What was the cologne in um, Anchorman that worked 40% of the time? It worked 60% of the time. Panther something. Panther piss or whatever.
2: (laughs) Okay. Excuse me if I lie. Oh, Panther cologne Anchorman is a, oh, um, Sex Panther. Sex Panther. I'm sorry, if Paul Rudd advocates for it, I'm not going to dismiss
0: it out of hand. I'm with you on that. I only have one more. Okay. Of the fucking nasty ones. Okay.
2: (laughs) Give me one more fucking nasty one.
0: And this is not even... Sorry. This isn't even close to as gross as your nasty... That you're going to do.
2: Okay, I'm adding cottage cheese to my shopping list as we speak.
0: Oh my god, I'm going to die. I want you to send me that so bad. I can't even wait. I will freaking barf.
2: I'm fucking in. I'm in. I can do it. I will do this
0: happily. It sounds yummy. That sounds horrible. (laughs) First of all, the idea of ketchup and... Cottage cheese is so gross to me. (laughs) I mean, I told you about the time, like, how my mom used to make the cottage cheese and, like, the mayonnaise things for my dad, right? No. Okay, my mom, my dad grew up super poor. And one of his favorite things, well, he loved cottage cheese, first of all, but he also liked... Like, one of his favorite salads was, like, a piece of lettuce, and then a pear, and then it's filled with mayonnaise, the pear, like, like a pear half, out of a, out of, like, oh. a can. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you fill the little hole in the pear with mayonnaise, but he only, liked Miracle Whip. So you fill that with Miracle Whip, and it's then you cover big, it different- with shredded cheese. Wow. Okay. I ate that all the time when I was a kid, and it was f- fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, so here is here is another here's another recipe that no mixologist would be like, oh yeah, this is a good plan. Basically, it's macaroni. Um, okay, so it's macaroni, the like the powdered macaroni powder. Uh huh. Right? For like the Kraft macaroni and cheese with rum. What? Need, and milk. Shake it all up. Serve that shit. Keep it out of the reach of children. You're good <sighs> to go. Okay, even I have limits.
2: I right? am a little terrified. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's
0: horrible, right?
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not terribly happy there. Oh my heavens! Oh my gosh! Okay. For one thing, there are worlds of difference between between Miracle Whip and mayo. And
0: I actually only like Miracle Whip on BLTs.
2: I can see that. There's a tanginess. So Miracle Whip to me and John the Brit would kick my ass for saying this, but Miracle Whip to me tastes like Heinz salad cream.
0: I don't know what that is. I mean, I know what. I know that it exists. I've seen it in the stores, um, but it's not my thing. Okay, it,
2: it's it's good, but it's okay. It's Miracle Whip essentially, um, but right. liquidier. Gross. Which I'm saying now is weird. So
0: anyway so guess what gina gonna do what she's gonna eat wait where'd it go the infected whitehead infected what what is that
2: have you never had ketchup and cottage cheese
1: yes i have never had that combination
2: it's legit yummy it tastes like cheese It tastes like American cheese in the little plastic packs. And it's good. So I'm going to add vodka to it and do a shot.
0: And I told her if she did that, I would pay her a hundred bucks. So. This is it right there. She's in. No getting out of that. Vodka, Bloody Mary Mix, and a spoonful of cottage cheese. Fucking
1: nope.
0: nope. I'm doing it.
2: And I'm I've filming seen. it and I'm putting it on our YouTube channel. What's
0: what what went wrong? <laughs> twenty twenty went wrong, life, dude. Couldn't we even have? Hashtag fuck2020.
2: I love I want a t shirt that has the twenty twenty with the dumpster fire so bad. This we, one this one? I want that one, yes.
1: I was checking out your t shirt by the way on Facebook. We're Not t- that one. Oh, now, the
2: Les Nessman. Uh,
1: yes, the WK. Oh my god, that's
2: the best t-shirt. I love it so
1: much. I'm looking at the picture of the infected whitehead shot and I'm making myself believe that what I'm looking at is some combination of ice cream, root beer, and whiskey. <laughs> nope.
0: No. It's no. Bloody Mary Mix,
2: vodka, and cottage cheese. Hey, it's not horse jizz, which is beer and milk. Yeah. So there's that. Let me show you that what? one. Why? Why? Why?
0: <laughs> I don't know why the they
2: did that. And it's not baby mice wine.
0: Here's the baby mice wine. Nope. Mm, and here's the horse jizz, beer and milk. <laughs> No. Tapeworm shot, Tabasco sauce, mayonnaise, and vodka. This one here. No. This one here. Smoker's cough is Jägermeister and mayonnaise. <laughs> fuck. That's where I draw. What? The line. <laughs> I can't do like, that who one.
2: Who the fuck thinks of this shit? I don't know. It's. When you were in college, did you ever pour a shot of Jager, light it on fire, and drop it into a beer
0: and chug he it? He has never tried Jager.
1: <gasps> I got the gold card. Yeah, I've never tried it.
0: Never. I even bought him some last year for Christmas and put it in a stocking, and he still hasn't tried it. No, he needs to pour it in a shot glass,
2: drop it in a beer, and chug it. Tastes like Dr. Pepper.
1: No, the fuck he doesn't. oh <laughs> Aww. Mm. I love you you so much. I love
0: you, too. You are are so cute. Why are you so cute? Because. Just stop it.
1: Because I don't drink nasty shit like baby (laughs) mice wine and smokers cough and prairie chicken.
0: (laughs) Gin, (laughs) raw egg yolk, salt and pepper.
1: Uh, And a tapeworm (laughs) shot.
0: Vodka, Tabasco sauce and mayonnaise.
1: Or especially an infected whitehead shot. Here's
0: the Sour Toe, which is the Yukon Gold Whiskey and Mummified Human Toe. What the fuck? I'm so
2: glad you two found each other. Have I mentioned that lately? Because you two are so perfectly matched.
0: Did you see the Gilpin Family Whiskey? Where the guy harvests his elderly diabetic patients with pee, extracts the sugar, and ferments it into whiskey? What the actual fuck? No. 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 Even I have my limits.
1: No. Even
2: I have my fucking limits. Yeah, that's no. Well,
1: that's... I'm very grateful for that.
0: (laughs) But apparently her limits don't include fucking ketchup and... Cottage she, cheese. She's like, haven't you ever had ketchup and cottage cheese? I'm like, fucking no. Nope. You know what the thing
1: <laughs> is? I it's I good. have to offer some allowance for s- stuff like that because I have been shown that what was it? It was a recipe that a friend of mine had years and years ago for a really quick, like, cocktail weenies and barbecue sauce. That's good though. And With it was great jelly. and it was grape jelly. It blew my mind.
0: It's grape jelly, chili sauce, and cocktail weanings. You put it in the thing and it's fine.
1: You'd think it was a barbecue sauce. You'd have no idea that grape jelly was involved.
2: You two in the background. (laughs) You two in the background. Have you ever had lasagna with ricotta cheese in it?
1: You, don't ask an Italian person that. <laughs> you're not going to get the response that you probably want.
2: Okay, well, um, she yes. wants the yes.
0: You two I who have, grew up I in
1: the I tried it, and I did not enjoy it at all. But I've got, do gross. Got, I've got a long history with lasagna in my family. Um, <laughs> there's, I mean, I'm not kidding. This is something that my Sicilian... Grandmother taught my mom, total white girl from Kansas, how to make. And she killed it every time she did it. And I've been graced with some portion of that magic because I can kind of, I can do all right in the kitchen if you're talking about Italian
0: food. He does pretty good with meat sauce. Would you please take us to the kitchen for me?
2: So let's transition to... Phenomenal fucking cocktails.
0: Absolutely. We've dealt enough with gross. We have a lot of cocktails that, um, we have a lot of cocktails in the world that Mm. we've tried. We've been to wonderful places. We've gone to Las Vegas. We've gone to places in St. Louis. We've gone to places in Dallas that Mm. have had these phenomenal cocktails. And I even remember you and I went a couple places in um, San Francisco a few years ago.
2: Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. But I I have to bring up because I'm pretty sure this was at Bound in Vegas. Bunny Bubbles. What
0: was that? Tell me that. Benedictine liqueur,
2: raspberry puree, Pomegranate and Moet and Chandon Imperial Champagne, which we tested when we were at the Moet and Chandon vineyard in Napa Valley.
0: Is it Moet or Moet? Probably Moet. I took German
2: and Spanish. I never took French.
0: So I took German, but I also took French when I got to college. But whatever. It was still let's just call it fucking delicious. I know. And I remember you had the blood and
2: sand, which I'm not even typically oh, into yes. some of that stuff.
0: Agreed. But, and I'm looking at their menu right such now. such a lovely time when we were in San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. Except the part where we went to the weird bathhouse. That was weird. That, that was a little odd. Yeah, that I was... Mean- I like the massage part, but the bathhouse part was weird. I don't really like that part that much. That was weird. But
2: I, I, I'm actually still on the Vegas thing. I, I Napa was tangential to the whole thing. All right, cool. <laughs> but you had the blood and sand while we were at Bound Yeah. At, in Vegas. And I'm going to tell you what was in it. And you tell me, you describe what it sounded like. Because I yeah. remember going, oh, it had Johnny Walker Black Label Whiskey. Uh And that's whiskey with no E.
0: So, scotch.
2: Mm -hmm. Sweet vermouth, cherry hearing brandy, aged in an oak barrel and topped with orange foam. Please describe.
0: Well, I do like an aged barrel cocktail. Barrel-aged cocktails, a lot of times they will take all of this shit and they'll put it in a barrel and they'll be like, whoop, here you go. It's sort of like keg but it's barrel-aged. I like me some Johnny Walker because even though it's scotch, it's not like scotchy scotch, get in my belly. (laughs) Um, I don't love the really peaty scotch because it tastes like Band-Aids to me. Good description. Uh, Well, that's how it tastes to me. Uh, but this particular thing, the blood and sand, I thought it was wonderful. Like, I really enjoyed it.
2: Remember when we were at the Giada restaurant at the Cromwell and yes. we had the Johnny Walker Blue?
0: Yeah, it was weird. I didn't love that. It was a little pedier than I like.
2: That was the first time I heard you say it tastes like Band-Aids. And I'm like, what? And then I tried it. And I'm like, oh, it fucking does taste like Band-Aids. That's so weird. <laughs>
0: Right, like if you smell a Band-Aid and then you taste Johnny Walker Blue, to me, that's just the flavor. Mm. But some people really like that flavor, that that kind of really peaty, mossy, smoky, they really enjoy that flavor. That's that kind of scotch group. And And for for them, that's amazing and good for you. For Ooh. me, not so much.
2: I know. It's it's like if I went in St. Louis to the Barnes Jewish Hospital, which I've been a few times because I'm me. And they said, would you like a cocktail? And I'd like, give me your biggest band aid tasting cocktail. They'd give me Johnny Walker Blue.
0: Give me some band-aids. And they'd be like, here's some Johnny Walker Blue with a little bit of water. And you're like, there "You go. Gross. What's funny is I remember at
2: least three of the cocktails we had, and one was the Bunny Bubbles because it was too cute. I
1: remember
2: that one. And the Blood and Sand, and I remember the what Grace. Was the, okay, what was the Bunny Bubbles? Oh, the Bunny Bubbles is the one I mentioned earlier with the Benedictine liqueur, right. the Moet and Chandon Imperial Champagne, Raspberry Puree, if Pomegranate. Bubbles, I'm fine. Yeah. And there are uh, Bubbles. Because we would order the cocktails and then share them. And I I remember I ordered the Grace. The Grey Goose. That's, I Le, remember that. Mm, with the the Grey Goose, La Poire, vodka, fresh pear puree, apple and lemon juices, honey syrup, lemongrass, and French mint. Fucking amazing.
0: So one of the things about traveling for me is that I love finding the best cocktails Anywhere I go, whatever I'm doing, I want to find what cocktails they have around me. If it's the best whiskey bar, if it's the best cocktails around recently, even here in town. I mean, I live in Dallas and I found the best whiskey bar in town. Um, Rexy and I were doing something and I'm like, we just happened to be near the best whiskey bar in town. And we went to it. We had the most amazing experience at the standard pour and shout out there. It was incredible. So I'm all about going to new places and trying new things and finding the cocktails that the mixologists in these settings have really curated. And I think it's incredible. And it, it is curation. It's like, um, it's like a curator in a museum. It's like somebody who's really putting forward that effort to find the best things that they can for their gallery.
2: I love that description. And that is one of the best parts of traveling. And I remember before I began the traveling thing, I actually, and I think I've mentioned this in a prior episode, I I worked for a very brief period of time for a sports bar in the city (laughs) that we used to be in and at that point if anyone asked me to do anything but do a draw beer i'd be like uh how do you make a bloody mary (laughs) it was really humiliating whereas now i decided i'm gonna follow in your formidable footprints and i'm gonna become a certified mixologist too
0: Yay! I'm so excited about that. That's really cool. And I hope you use a bar above because their program is amazing.
2: I believe I am going to. And then I'm going to be able to not just make the world's best apple fritters and pancakes. Future episode. Talk that back for later. Yeah. But I'm going to be able to go to places like... The Alchemist in the UK, which I want you to go with me to. We will go
0: together because that's one of those incredible places that I've read about that mm. I'm like, they have like 77 drinks I want to try. So we're going to have to live near it for like five days so we can try all of the drinks.
2: I think when Nina graduates, which will be next July, yes, we go and we take her and her housemates for a celebration.
0: That would be and, cool because we can make them try things. We'll be like, no, you're going to get this. <laughs> I know. Let us order for everybody. Well, you get this and you get this and you get this. And we'll order all the things that we want to try. And then we'll make them try them. And so we can chase them. Damn straight. Because otherwise,
2: what is the fucking point of traveling if we can't do cool ass shit like that? And I don't know why people like John the Brit don't do that more often. Wasted Absolutely. opportunity. Absolutely, I
0: totally agree. Wait I love you, sweetie. Wait, wait, wait. Do people say totes? Do people say totes anymore? I like don't something. know. Okay. Totes- no, I know I'm not a cool kid. Anyhow. <laughs> all right, whatever. <laughs> the topic for tonight. The beverage du jour will eventually be posted on a website at alwaysneverright.com. And... If you have something you'd like to hear, let us know by contacting us via one of our zillion social media presences, which you'll find on the contact us page of the website.
2: Uh, I don't even care anymore. If I can drink, I so drinks. You betcha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this has been probably one of the most boozy episodes of Always. Never. Right. I'm
2: Jill. And I'm Gina, and thank you all so much for making us part of your boozy weeks, and we'll talk more next week, my And
0: thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. And watch for her stupid, gross video of the nasty shot that she's going to do and earn 100 bucks. Okay, yeah. Easiest hundred
2: fucking bucks ever because ketchup and cottage cheese. I swear. Nah. To hell, this Gee. Is, it's a thing. Nope. Grody. Tweet us. Gross. That's <laughs> ah, good. Bye. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.